Welcome to the Hire Yourself Podcast. If you're ready to take control of your destiny, build wealth, and live life on your own terms, this is the place for you. Each week, Nat and I will talk about business, franchising, and personal growth to help make you more successful. Good morning, Nat. Good morning, Pete. Oh, man, am I, uh, I, I'm excited today. You are. You're looking a little sunburned. What do you got going? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. So I got to tell you, um, I told you we have the luxury dog, right? We have a year and a half year old uh, dog, uh, Irish or a a golden retriever, right? So we got we got this dog, right? Now we have the laziest dog in the whole wide world. (laughs) <laughs> right. So, I mean, literally as a puppy, he gets fired by his trainer because he he just falls asleep during the training session, gets fired by the groomer from that standpoint. And this dog, when I talk about a luxury dog, he will basically have we have doggy daycare for him. So he goes to doggy daycare a couple times a week. We have a dog indoor bo- dog park because he can't be outside. We, we want to have an <laughs> indoor dog park for him. And then when we go away, we don't send him to just the kennel. We send them to a dog B&B, dog nice. B&B, right? So defined as they pick you up in a luxury van. They pick them up in a luxury van at our house. They drive him two <laughs> hours to a farm outside of uh, the uh, uh, Iowa border, right? He has his own little kennel and they got all these fields for him to play, right? Unbelievable. So, all right. So so here's, he's the laziest dog in the world. Like when we play fetch with him, we throw the ball. He doesn't run to get the ball. He kind of saunters over there. He may or may not pick up the ball, right? So, so he's, I mean, literally, he, he's just the laziest dog ever, right? He, he doesn't walk. Like if my wa- wife walks him, he goes a block and he lays down and goes, I- I'm done with this. This, I, I don't like this stuff, right? So the reason I tell you this story is he is at the dog B&B as we speak. And they are so kind to send us pictures of our wonderful dog. And I'm looking at these pictures, I'm like, that's not our dog. The dog, they got a picture of him running. And I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of a dog running, but his ears are straight up in the air. Yeah. I mean, he's like moving, right? And I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, this is crazy, right? I've just found out that my lazy dog isn't so lazy around other people. So anyways, that's our story. So that, how that ties into today is we've got a great, great guy with us today. Dan Barton, the founder and CEO of Splash and Dash is joining us. And he is an animal lover, dog lover, the best in the whole world. Welcome, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I hear you talk about your dog. You know what? It's not that your dog is lazy. It is that your dog has mastered training you and your wife. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. Wrapped around his paw. Yeah, yeah, you got that right. So this he's just unbelievable, right? So, yeah, I think you're right. I think he's trained us rather than us training him for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, all those things you talked about, you know, being a uh, crazy dog fanatic myself, not only have I done the Airbnb and (laughs) the the doggy parks and all that, but I have for, for my most recent dog, Bugatti, I had a swim instructor come to the office, pick her up twice a week, take her to the beach and teach her how to swim. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> I so, love it. You know, there are a lot of people out there like you and I that uh, really look at our dogs more than a dog. They're really like a, a member of the family. Oh, yeah. No, there's no question about it. I, I see my wife. She ranks the kids, the dog and then me. Right. So I know I'm clearly number three <laughs> in the family. Right. So there's just no question about it. OK, so so you're a pet lover uh, from that standpoint and y- you, you've got quite a history. You, you started a franchise concept called Splash and Dash. So so how did you come up with the idea to, to come up with Splash and Dash? Well, <clears throat> Splash and Dash really started as a, a, a pet store that I had bought for my dog Mercedes. I was sick of going to all of these groomeries that just smelled like wet dog. They were dirty. They were unprofessional. And I just was over it, right? This is my child and going to these shitholes. Well, I don't know if I can say that or not, but anyway, you get my point. I was just fed up and I said, enough's enough. So I had a little extra cash in my pocket. I bought my own store, um, really for Mercedes. Then what happened was I didn't know anything about running a retail business, right? I knew the grooming side because I had had Mercedes groomed often, yeah. but I didn't know, I didn't know about retail. And so dealing with the cash flow problems, I had no choice but to drink in my pool every night and say, what did I do? Like, this was a huge mistake, right? And so after drinking multiple times, I realized that I just had to get back to doing what I what I knew how to do. And after spending 15 years in the gym business, I knew the membership model. Yeah. And so we, the next day, that's what I did. I went in, just started talking to our customers. I said, hey, would you be willing to pay $40 a month? Bring your dog in unlimited number of times. We'll give it a bath and brush out. The dog will be clean all month long. Wow. Yeah. As I think about this pandemic, right? The pandemic, as as you kind of launch this franchise business and, and providing a service, I mean, the pandemic, uh, didn't everybody add a dog? Didn't everybody get a dog during the pandemic? Yeah. Yeah. Our industry grew. I mean, it, it's hard to talk about that period of time because I feel, you know, so many businesses went out of out of business, right? They were so mm-hmm. impacted by everything. But yet on our side, I mean, we couldn't keep up with the demand. We couldn't keep up with, I mean, we had unbelievable double digit growth month after month after month. And it just seemed like the minute we would implement new technology to take care of where we were, then it would, it just kept growing. And it was absolutely insane yeah, how, so- how we benefited from COVID. All right. So no way can supply keep up with demand. I mean, so many dogs were added, but the infrastructure to, to take care of these dogs, groom them like what you guys do, it didn't keep up. Right. And so we could say that uh, the pet industry is recession, pandemic recession, you know, all, all the kind of proof. Uh, so that's great. So there's companies out there that play in the space. And, and when we talk about Splash and Dash, you touched on a couple things. So I want to kind of break these down. So the first is, is that you separate yourself from the competition. The other people are playing in this space by what? Number one is you guys are a membership model? Membership model. So the membership allows the pet parent to bring their dog in unlimited number of times throughout the month. They're paying a flat fee for that. And then we keep the dog clean. So it's great for those customers that you know, uh, have a small dog like a Yorkie and they're cuddling with the dog or the dog's in the car with them or the dog's in bed with them, right? Um, so the dog's always clean. And then people like yourself that have the bigger dogs that are in and out of the lake, you know, on the weekends or playing in, in the, the backyard, you bring the dog in and we and we give it a bath and a brush out. So 
very similar in concept to all of us as humans. You know, we take a shower every couple of days. Well, it, except during COVID, right? Some of us didn't shower for a week during COVID because <laughs> we're all working from home. But the point is, you know, it's similar to that concept where, you know, we're taking a shower a couple of times a week. Okay. And so you got the membership model. I get that. Number two, and I think one of the things you shared with me when we've talked before is that you really approach the business different, almost like it's a technology business where you've leveraged technology to make it a better experience for the pet owner, the dog, as well as it get people in and out uh, from a standpoint. So tell us a little bit about the cool technology that you developed for your business. Yeah. So early on, I realized that we needed to be able to control the whole infrastructure um, and our ecosystem. And so by implementing the software, or we built our own proprietary software, it allows us to increase demand or in, increase our overall capacity because there is such a high level of demand. And at the same time, be able to micromanage every part of the process so that in turn, we are ensuring that our margins are as high as possible with any particular dog. Um, so we started that very early on where most franchisors, I don't think would have done that, you know, because you're better off spending money in other areas. But I just felt so passionate that we needed software that that's what we did. We built it and it, it's, you know, ongoing. So let's, so let's, let's talk about just an example. Right. Uh, tell us a, one example of how technology makes it a better experience. So typically in our industry, um, most independent mom and pops, you drop the dog off in the morning between like eight and nine. And then you pick the dog up somewhere between three and five o'clock. Well, our system, we built in artificial intelligence. So the system is hard coded that when you drop the dog off for a haircut, we're going to have it done in three and a half hours. Now we tell our customers four hours. So we got about a 30-minute window there in case something goes awry. But the system is hard-coded for three and a half. The system, with its artificial intelligence, is tracking each one of our employees. So we're able to see, you know, you mentioned having a, a, a doodle. We can see if there's six employees on staff um, when your dog comes in, our system automatically knows which one of them is the fastest at different tasks on a doodle versus another customer brings in a dog that's a Yorkie. And so the system is constantly moving employees around who are the at the highest level of efficiency for the different tasks. Now, you may have a scenario where um, Mike, your employee, is good at the first two tasks. Maybe he's 30% faster, but then the other three tasks, he's slower. So the system is going to move that dog to a different employee for the third, fourth, and fifth service. So again, that we're maximizing efficiency all across the board. So it's almost like a conveyor belt, right? You're kind of plugging in where you've got the most efficiency and, and that's kind of a rough way to say it, but that's what you do and you've optimized and that translates to the dog and the whole, uh, the, the pet owner that basically it's just a better experience because they're in and out faster uh, from that standpoint. You'd mentioned to me in one of our other conversations, you developed, uh, you're working on or have developed a model where when I come to pick up my dog, it's a lot faster transaction where uh, literally it can just be done quickly. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so that's where we're, we're utilizing um, facial recognition technology. So that technology already exists where it can identify, you know, as the customer walks in the door, it can identify who that customer is. 
we're going to take it or we're in the process of working on it at the next level. So not only would it identify you the minute you walk in the door, but it's going to identify which one of your dogs you've brought in as well. And so the, the, the amount of steps that you take from the front desk or from the front door to the front desk during that time period, the system would automatically through the facial recognition, start the check-in process. So now your front desk person as soon as you're at that desk, it's got everything about you and your dog and what's happening that day. And they're just going to go through a confirmation of the services. So it speeds that up to then allow our front desk people to spend more time with a brand new customer, maybe a customer that it's their first visit. They don't know all of our technology and everything that we have. Um, and, and so it allows them to spend more time with, with that new customer versus somebody who's been in 15, 20 times you know, they're on their way to work. They want to check in process that's fast and simple. Yeah. And this translates then for the customer is it's, it's a better experience. I can get in and get out uh, from that standpoint. And that means that you can, as you have memberships, people can, uh, you can turn over or help more dogs per day than say the average place. Is that correct? Yeah. So when you look at the industry as a whole, there's 32,000 independent mom and pops out there. They can do somewhere between eight and maybe 15 dogs a day. The bigger shops are somewhere between 15 and 20, maybe 22. Our shops are averaging 80 to 90 dogs a day. So it's wow. very, very different. <laughs> and, and, and that would never happen without the technology, right? The reason the independents are so limited is because they don't have technology to use. Yeah, there's software out there that can house some data, but it's not. The, the software is not helping you run your business. It's not figuring out what employees need to be terminated, what employees need to get a raise, what employees are better at different tasks. And it's certainly not tracking the individual dogs and how they perform within the, our process. So it's really the technology that allows us to do that high volume. And even doing that, what's crazy is even with that kind of volume, you know, whether you're doing 40, 50, 60, 80 dogs a day, our shops, when you call, it's still four or five days before we can get you in, even at that volume. Wow. It's, but but that's significant. That four to five days. I mean, we have to book out with ours because uh, literally a month out, we have to book it. And uh, to me, that's very frustrating uh, from the standpoint. So, all right. So, yeah, you got a great business model, right? So it's really cool what you've done with technology. I love the technology stack. So let's let's talk about this. It's a franchise. So how many franchisees do you currently have? So currently we have 13 locations open and we have 28 that are in development. Okay. So people are building out the spaces and going to be launching sometime in 2023, it sounds like. Okay. That's, a, that's great growth. And what are you looking for in a franchise partner? One, obviously they have to be passion or they have to understand the passion that we all share for our family pet, right? Um we would prefer that they have a pet like we do where it's a family member versus a dog that they have working on the farm that doesn't travel with them or go to an Airbnb or, you know, that type of thing. So we're really looking for somebody that understands the passion. And then the second thing we're looking for is somebody who's willing to follow the process. And I think that that's so important. It's so important because when we talk to candidates, they always say, well, what is it that your top performing stores do differently? Then your bottom perform. And the simple answer is the top performing stores follow our process to the T. They don't ever deviate. The ones that are in the bottom 
tend to say, ah, I don't like to do this, or I don't like to do this kind of marketing. And so they're always trying to either go against the proven process or put their spin on it. And then, you know, it just doesn't work. So you've got to be the type of person that's willing to follow a, a proven system all the way through. Got it. So, so it's really about one passion, passion to, to help pet owners. And number two, it's, it's following the process. And if you can do the two P's, you're going to do well from that standpoint. Let's, let's take it a little step further, right? So what do you think, because you're an entrepreneur, you're an author of a book uh, from a standpoint, so y- y- you've got all those skills, but what skills do you think somebody needs to be to be a successful entrepreneur? Well, I think they've got to be self-motivated. They've got to be able to be resilient. They've got to be able to pivot and move because I think that uh, in, in, our, in our model, we're dealing with dogs that can't communicate, right? Unlike a human. So the dogs are coming in and when we're doing 75, 80 dogs a day that can't speak, things happen throughout the day and you've got to be able to pivot and go with the flow sometimes, right? Or improvise. So if you're the type of person who's very rigid or disciplined, one plus one always equals two, then our particular model, that's going to be difficult because there's so many things happening um, and happening fast and, and things change. Yeah, I got it. No, I agree 100%. And when we think about being successful, is there a favorite book that you have? Um, well, the, besides your own favorite book. book. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, my book would be the favorite business book, right? Um, another book that I've always enjoyed, I've read it multiple times. It's uh, The name of it is If Tomorrow Comes by Sidney Sheldon. Really? Okay. That's a great. All right. So I have not read that. So I will take that one on. So that's perfect. And do, do you follow a thought leader? Is there somebody you follow? Uh, you, not not particularly. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Steve Jobs, um, but I'm also part of a CEO network group called Vistage that's yeah. nationwide. And so every month I meet my group, there's 18 of us. And so I listen to everything they have to say and you know, they provide, they're all in different industries. So sure. you're always learning diff, different bits and pieces. So I would have to say my Vistage group is who I follow on a consistent, yeah. regular basis. Yeah, but, but a great fan things. of Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched some of the videos of some of his speeches uh, to his team, and they're pretty amazing. Uh, I agree 100%. And what is the best advice somebody has ever given you? Um, well, my grandfather used to say, cash is king. And uh, he was successful by always lending out cash, right? So anybody who needed money, he was always there to lend it out at a good interest rate. But I think probably one thing that's always stuck with me is um, you can't be an expert without having failed 15 to 20 times. Yeah. And, you know, you think about that and that's so true because what does an expert bring to the table at the end of the day? Yeah, they have their in-depth knowledge of their industry or their skill, but they also have that real world experience where they failed and how they got through it. And, and then not only got through it, but how that evolved into something bigger and greater. Yeah. And so that's always, always stuck with me. And that's interesting because we're in a culture now where you're really not allowed to fail, right? I mean, it's, it's frowned upon to fail, but actually failure helps us grow. To. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think you could talk to any multimillionaire or any successful leader that, hasn't failed at least a half a dozen times. Right, right. That's how we get better. Exist. Absolutely. I know, because I've done a lot of failure. Uh, <laughs> so okay, so last question, and then uh, we'll get on with our day here is, 
how do I get five monitors like you have in the background? That is just awesome. What a tech. Well, it's, actually, uh, it's, actually, it's actually six. six. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, again, because we love technology, the benefits of having six monitors is that you don't have to flip between screens, right? So you just look up and there is your Slack channel. You look up and there's your calendar. And yeah, so it's pretty awesome. But yeah, I mean, you can get that monitor set up. You know, monitors are 200 each. And then the stand, I think, was 400 bucks on Amazon. Yeah, so I just lose. I longer. lose the cur. I've got three monitors, and I lose the cursor. So I, I don't know what six. I, I, <laughs> I'd be all over the board for sure. So yeah, absolutely. Well, Dan, congratulations on building an incredible business model around Splash, Splash and Dash, and I love your technology. I love the membership model and how you're you're changing the industry. So congratulations on all your success, and thanks for joining us today. Thanks for listening to the Hire Yourself podcast. For more resources, check out our website at hireyourself.com. And remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive each episode. Please leave us a rating and we'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions for topics.